0: Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the podcast. My name is Bella and we are here for another week, which is very, very exciting. Guys, I have never needed to record a podcast so much in my entire life. I just recorded like five five minutes of an episode, but I was so excited that it all just came out in like a blah, 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 blah. Not even excited, maybe just I had so much to say to you all and it just came out in this like mind-boggling drubber. But I'm ready to record and I have so much to tell you, which is exciting, but let's do a life update first. This week has been a week. It has been a week. It has been intense. So much has happened and I feel like I'm trying to process it all and I just feel kind of overwhelmed at the same time, but also not. Let me take you through. Uh, So since I've been doing the magic, so many great, incredible things have happened in my life. And that book, honestly, if you're needing, if you're feeling like you're in a slump, I felt like I was in a massive slump coming out of December. I'm not going to lie wasn't feeling my best, Um, especially coming out of exam season. I was miserable. If you're feeling in a slump, do the magic. Your life's going to change because I did the magic. I am doing the magic and my life has changed. So many incredible things have happened. This week alone, I... Got sent money in the post from my grandparents. That was totally unexpected. I got my first job potentially with the podcast, which is so exciting. It's been such a massive goal of mine for so long. I like did some really good work. I got a new job. I Oh, yeah, I had to quit being an Annie. Very, very sad. I loved being an Annie. My timetable just didn't fit anymore, which is a shame because I loved that job. But... Mm, what else happened yeah my new job's going to be good but it just means the next week is going to next month or so is going to be very intense it's only a month long but in that month I could earn like 800 pounds how brilliant would that be and I'm excited to have like some money coming in and then that would set me up for summer because then I could kind of budget and manage to make that last till summer where I could work more but anyway that means that next week or so is going to be very very intense but in a weird way, I don't know if this is like the ADHD thing, but if I have more going on, I tend to focus more. Like, it's very weird and it's very backwards, but if I have more on, it's like I can manage it better because I know I have more pressure. I don't know. I would say that and then I crack under pressure and I get very overwhelmed, so maybe that's not the case. But, you know, right now we are staying positive with it all. We are staying positive. I also had... Right... I don't know whether this should be the topic of the podcast. I don't really know where I'm going to go with it, but I just feel like I need to get it off my chest because it's been really, really bothering me. And the thoughts just keep going round and round my head and I just feel like I need to say it. So on Wednesday, I had my ADHD thing. ADHD thing is so undescripted. So last week I had this session with the psychologist and it was like a diagnosis session to see whether or not I had ADHD. And it was so long, it was so lengthy and I was so hungover when I recorded the last... No, actually, I don't think I was hungover when I recorded the last podcast but I was so tired when I recorded the last podcast that I just forgot to mention it Um, because it's still so new. And I had my dad, like, I had it and they basically were like, yeah, you do have ADHD and I don't know why... Like, it's been really... It makes a lot of sense. And I know a lot of people won't even see it, like, it's not even emotional for them. It's just, like, a thing. And it's not, like, emotional for me. I'm just getting under the covers because it is freezing in my bedroom. It's not even, like, emotional as in, like, I feel sad about having it or anything like that. Like, of course not. It's just a thing. It's not, like, a big deal or anything like that. It's just something that I have and that I've always had, which now makes a lot of sense. But I just feel a bit ever since I found out I've just felt a bit sad and I think I spent I had my learning support agreement thing on Wednesday and I just when I opened the call like she's so lovely the lady that's like helping me out with all of this she's so lovely um and I just opened up the call and she was like how are you doing like how is everything because I know because like strangely enough like she'd had a diagnosis recently as well of ADHD and she was like look I get it, it can be really, really overwhelming, how are you doing with it all? And I was like, I'm okay, like, I'm okay, and then I just started crying, like, I just started crying, and I, yeah, I just cried on the Zoom call, and it was embarrassing, yeah, well, no, no, I take that back, I'm fully getting my pillows comfy now, I'm so sorry, I'm, like, settling into this conversation, um it wasn't embarrassing, I take that back, because we don't find crying embarrassing here, we are allowed to cry whenever we want to cry, but I just felt, I just feel, like, this thing that I have, like, being, I don't know why I feel emotional about it, it's really silly, but I just feel like it makes so many things make sense, and it's like, I found, a felt a bit sad when I first found out about it, for the similar reason of, like, it makes so many things fall into place, but it also makes me question so many things, and, like, about myself like it's almost like I don't know how to act around myself anymore and it's really unnerving and it's really weird and it's really stupid because I know nothing about me has changed but it's like trying to fit yourself to a new definition now and it's like because I've got this label does that change like and I know it doesn't I know it doesn't so like well I know it doesn't change anything I know it's still me and all of that shit like I know I know but it's kind of a weird tricky thing to get my head around of the fact that like so many things now make sense, but how How do I now, with this new awareness, go about my life? And it was really interesting, like, when I spoke to the psychologist and he was saying about how things that you will find relaxing may not be relaxing for other people. For me, recording the podcast is probably the most relaxing thing I do. Like, it is the one thing in the week where I'm like, I have to do this. Like, I have to. There is nothing. Like, I... I will be recording a podcast no matter what. Like I recorded last week's podcast at quarter, like at one AM. I'm recording that podcast. There is nothing that is standing in the way of me recording that podcast. There are things I do in my week that are like I was just it's actually interesting. I was listening to Lexi Lombard's podcast. It's really, really good. I would recommend you listening to it. But um i was listening to her podcast and she was talking about how the rules that you set on yourself in your life and like it's an interesting conversation to think about the internalized rules that we have and i was thinking about like what are my internalized rules and it's like movement um eating nutritiously majority of the time um record a podcast journal every day read every day and i realized a lot of these things like I set myself that I have to do and the podcast is such a major part of that because I feel like it just makes my brain feel clear and I feel like this week I've just felt really, really overwhelmed with it all like really overwhelmed with everything that's going on and like unsure how to fit myself in and I just, I just feel unsure about a lot of things at the moment and I don't know why I think that project that I thought I had for my summer project's fallen through a bit now so I'm going to have to find something new for that and that's a bit overwhelming, I can't lie I'm going to be honest, I'm stressed about it and like I had a moment today in my lecture and I cried and it was so embarrassing. Like I've become a very good secret crier, okay? Very good. Because sometimes I just find I get so overwhelmed in a situation. that I'm like, if anyone speaks to me right now, I am gonna cry and that's gonna be, I know crying isn't embarrassing, but like there is a time and a place and that was not the time or the place. I was in a room full of 200 people. And I was like, he's got shit together. This is not the time. This is not the time. And so just like deep breaths, it's fine. But that's kind of the level of the level that we're at really is the fact that it's that overwhelmingness at the moment. But then on top of that, I also feel like I'm coping really well with everything. It's tricky, isn't it? It's really, really tricky. But this has been one of the things that I found hard is the get yeah, the thing that I've struggled with, I think, is the fact that over the past five years and i don't regret any of this like i don't regret putting so much effort into self growth and like learning about myself i still would have done that and i still think that's so key and so important but one thing that i do struggle with in terms of self-development and self-growth is the danger of seeing yourself like a project that you can fix sometimes you fail to notice the external factors that are causing your issues one of them being like like i'd never noticed i had adhd I always just thought it was me. I always just thought there was something that, like, like, it sounds silly, but I always just thought there was something, like, wrong with me. Like, something that I just couldn't put my finger on. Like, I just felt different. Like, I don't know what it was. I just... I kind of felt weirdly... Not detached, but, like, a bit detached... Just a bit like I got things differently to other people... That I didn't get things the same way that they got things... And like I would overthink things way more than they would overthink things... And I'd be so much more emotional about things or invested about things... And my brain would just work at a different speed... And it would just be like things... Oh cars going past... There would just be things that I'd just be like... I just feel different and I can't explain it... And there's so many things like the needing to relax and needing to settle... No matter how much that I wanted to do that, I wouldn't find it enjoyable. I don't actually enjoy lying in bed all day. I don't enjoy it, and it doesn't make me feel good. I don't leave it feeling great. I leave it feeling like shit, and that's why I don't do it. That's why I like I like watching... No, even watching a film, I'm scrolling. Like I don't like doing any of it, and that's why I kind of don't do it. And it's just that if I'd have known all of these things about myself, so many things could have been different so many things about myself maybe I wouldn't have I'd have been more accepting of I think for quite a while I blamed quite a lot of my anxiety and me feeling like just like not I've blamed quite a lot of that on me And just my inability to cope with it all. And I was, like, fine with that. It was fine if I did have anxiety. It was fine if I was really anxious. Like, there's nothing wrong with feeling like that. But it was more that I couldn't understand that no matter how much I learnt about a subject, no matter how much I did the right things, that it would still be so overwhelming. And I'd still find, like, the coping mechanism still wouldn't be there. It would be like my brain was hardwired to be a certain way, which now I know it is. Do you know what I mean? Like now it makes so much more sense and it's just, I also think there's a part of you that when you find out something like this later on that mourns the entirety of your life that happened without you knowing because it just sheds a different light on everything. It's just like, it's, I feel almost weirdly sad for like younger me When I think about arguments that I've been in or relationships that I've been in or situations I've put myself in, like, people with ADHD, like, your brain, you're very impulsive, you make very snap decisions, you don't really think things through, but this is the thing, I dither, so I either can't make decisions or you're very impulsive in what you do and I've noticed this in a lot of the things I've done have been very impulsive, they've been very like, I'm doing this and this is what's happening, we're just gonna have to get on board, like, past relationships, just impulsively being like, yes, I will date you. Like, even though I've never liked them before. Do you know what I mean? It's just impulsively me thinking that, yes, I should just date you. I don't really think things through. And I wonder if I'd have been more educated in how my brain had worked, how would everything have turned out differently? Would I have put myself in situations that I got hurt in? Probably not, not as much. Because this is the thing, it's like, I can't, I don't know, it's weird. It is weird looking back and trying to sum up, like, how much of an impact did having ADHD have on my teenage years and the decisions that I made, which brought me to the position that I'm in now. And I think it's really interesting to think about, like, how much of a certain period of your life was impacted by something that you didn't know about. It's just a kind of a weird one to think about, I think. It's just been a thing that's been playing on my mind a lot recently of questioning what was related to what and why did different things happen trying to like get to know myself more in a way that's more compassionate and less blame and less shame and I think that's something that's important I think that's something that has been playing on my mind a lot recently of like being able to treat myself with compassion and being able to like be fully fully accepting how you are, and I think, I wish I'd have been like that before, anyway, I've gone on a full ramble here, but it's just been, I just, the thing is, the issue that I have, sorry, this was my actual point, (laughs) this was my actual point, the issue that I have with the self-development and self-growing group, not, 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 right, so my issue is not with the wanting to grow and wanting to develop yourself, my issue is not with that, my issue is the world surrounding self-development and self-growth, because they see everything you have as an issue that you can fix. And I do believe there's some truth in that. I believe that you can have like an active, you can work actively on things that are going on in your life. There are things I do that I've learned from like self-growing and development, self-growth and development. There are things that I've learned that have massively like shifted my mindset and pushed me to where I want to go. And have managed to help me control my emotions and have been really, really positive influences in my life. But, and here's the but, the danger in them is that you stop seeing yourself as a thing that could be wrong. You just start seeing yourself as this project that needs to be fixed, as if you can fix yourself and you just become blinded by these other things. And I think that's, that's the danger of it all. I guess I just wanted to say that if there's something that's really playing up in your life that you think you have tried everything for, because this is the thing, I tried everything for my anxiety. Everything it didn't work like I tried every single thing and it's still stuck Let's just see if there's anything else I just don't want any of you to have a thing like I've had and you only find out in your final year of education like in my final year of education I'm finally getting extra time in my exams I get a week's extra um to help me with my hand-ins I get like extra help throughout disability services allowance like There are so many things I get help with now to put me on an equal playing field, which means in my entire educational life, I've been at a disadvantage, which makes a lot of sense with a lot of things that have happened. It's just, like, I feel sad for old me who really, like... God, I went through it. But then when I was talking to the psychiatrist, psychologist about it, they said something interesting and they were like, it's probably only just got noticed now because it's only just become a limiting factor. And I kind of I resonated with that because I was like, it's only got become a limiting factor now because it's got so hard. This master's is one of the hardest things I've ever done. And this has been the thing where it's been like a massive building block for me. has been like, something isn't right. And I don't know what it is, but something isn't right. I can't cope as well as everyone else. And that's been a really big thing for me. And I think sometimes that's, I guess, why you find later out later. Because it's the things that later in life that challenge you the most, that make you realise that maybe something's not working correctly. Maybe this has been a massive ramble and not helpful, but even if it's helped one of you, even if just, please just go for a test. Your university pays for it and it might be one of the best things you ever do. So please, please do it. But anyway, onto the topic of this week's podcast, which is literally nothing to do with my rant about self-development and self-growth, but it's entirely to do with my rant about diet, culture, health, fitness, and eating and everything to do with that. Trigger warning, I am going to be discussing like eating, my thoughts around like disordered eating, like with my own relationship with food, that is like not as a whole, that would be a strange conversation to have. Um, Like my thoughts on my own disordered eating. And yeah, it might be a thing that not all of you are comfortable listening to. So please leave the podcast, scroll to the end and listen to the new things that I've done this week. And any questions that I answer, listen to the start. I'll give you a trigger warning if there's any bad questions, but I don't think there will be. But yeah, skip now if you don't want to listen I will not be offended and totally understand I hope you have a lovely week and I will see you in the next segment of the podcast so this week we are talking about my relationship with food fitness and health because I think it's something that's really changed over the past couple of years oh, I've just realized I'm gonna knock you off um I say knock you off. I literally feel like we're on FaceTime because you literally sit, like I had an interview with this lady at the beginning of the week and she was asking me like, oh, how do you record your podcast? Like, what's your setup? And I was like, my phone on my bedside table <laughs> lie in bed and I record the episode. And I was like, but that's what makes it feel so intimate because that's what actually, to be fair, that actually does make it feel so intimate because I feel like that's, like I feel like I'm just on the phone to you. Like I feel like you're just listening. But anyway, this is why I want to talk about my relationship with fitness and health and food and just the entire well not no not wellness wellness is too broad I forget that wellness now means like different term um those three terms mainly because I think it's something that's really transitioned recently and I know I did a podcast on food doesn't have morals and this is the way that my my chef has shifted from them in even to a a, my mindset has. Oh, I can't speak. My mindset has shifted to an even more positive one. So again, another trigger warning. Don't listen to this if you're not comfortable listening to a conversation around food or diet culture or disordered eating or like fitness or health or anything like that. Don't listen if you're not going to find it an interesting conversation because I don't want to trigger you. I don't want to make you feel shit. So please leave. I will not be offended. I've warned you twice now. So if you stay, I'm guessing you want to listen. So when I was younger, I had a really, like, when I think about my relationship with food and my relationship with exercise, my relationship with fitness, I can see a disordered relationship, which maybe has only become healthy in the past couple of years, to be honest. And I think, I think it has only really become healthy this past year. Like, I say this past year, I know we're, like, in 2023 now, so it literally ha- it hasn't become healthy in the past 20 days. But since last January, maybe up to here, maybe in some, I don't know when it has, when it happened. I think it's a slow and gradual change. I don't think it's been, like, an overnight thing. But it's been a constant just awareness of what my feelings are about it and questioning it. I think when I was younger, I had a very... I had a very, like, good-bad-food mindset and, like, I wouldn't want to eat certain things. I remember at lunchtime eating literally nothing for lunch. I would eat, like, a piece of lettuce. Well, first off, I didn't like the food. Um, my family are veggie and the school dinners were very, like, meat-heavy and I was too, like, anxious to go up to get the veggie option. It's so silly, but I didn't want people looking at me weird. It's so silly, but, like, I didn't want people looking at me Um, And so I wouldn't go up and get the food that, like, I like. Like, I could eat. I didn't go and get it. And so I didn't want to eat the meat one. And so I'd always go up to the salad bar. But the salad bar, before it got changed, like, when I was at school... Like, by the end of school, it got so much better because I think so many people complained. But, like, at the beginning, when I was in year seven eight nine it was literally... I used to have sometimes just, like, bread and lettuce. Or just lettuce and tomatoes and cucumber. Which... We did a lot of sport at my school. Like, I did a... I was, like... Sport has always been my thing, which has really helped me, like, mentally cope with everything. And it's been my thing. Like, I really, really enjoy it. And so I was on, like, all of the sports teams. We did, like, three... We did six hours of sport a week. Like, it was a very sport-heavy school. Um, And we'd be doing cross-country or hockey or athletics or, like... Do you know what I mean? Like, it was very sports-heavy. And so when we got to the point where... That's all you're eating for lunch. That's not really working, especially when you think about like I would leave. I would have breakfast at seven. I would wake up at twenty past six every single day, and I would have to leave the house by half seven, and I wouldn't get back till five thirty, and I would have dinner. At, no, I wouldn't get back till five, and I'd have dinner at five thirty. And so I would have, that food would have to last me nearly like, that food would have to last me 10 hours what I had for breakfast. And I'm only having a bit, little, it's like rabbit food. Do you know what I mean? That's not food. That's not food. A little bit of cucumber and tomato and lettuce. I'm sorry. It's what a rabbit would eat. That's not, that's not nutritious. That's not filling. That's not. And that's not powering you up for the day. And I remember my tummy rumbling so loud in lessons and I'd be so hungry. Also, I'm an anxious person and apparently people who are anxious burn 300 more calories a day than people who are not anxious. So I d- needed even more food because I was anxious doing loads of sport. Like I was not setting myself up for success in the slightest. But I think... And I think this is where it got tricky is because I got like I got used to not eating that much and I then when I was in year 12, I had quite bad health, like I wasn't very well, I had really, I had anemia in year 12, like really severe anemia, I went for a blood test, because I told the doctor I felt really tired, and I literally got a call that night at like 7pm, calling me up like urgent, like are you okay, have you got internal bleeding, have you got any bruises on your body, like you need to go check yourself, and I was like no, no, I'm fine, why, and they were like your iron count is severely low, like so low that we think you might have like internal bleeding, and I was like oh my god because it got to the point where i couldn't walk upstairs without feeling tired i couldn't like i'd have to have a sit down at the top of the stairs and it was just really really intense and i'd find everything like i'd be tired all of the time i couldn't wake up um and it was about the time that i was doing my a levels and it was just all like quite a lot so and i think that all kind of like linked into me not really eating loads and loads at school and not new not seeing my body as a machine that I needed to fuel seeing it as, as I really restricted the food that I could eat and but it was weird because if I was really hungry then there'd be no restrictions and I wouldn't care but then it kind of went on to the other side of it and it became like a bit of a binge eating thing like I'd hold off hold off hold off and then I'd eat everything I wasn't al- like you can't see me doing like the fingers like you know like the I can't describe it like like, 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 quotation mark fingers. like not allowed to eat I wasn't not allowed to eat them I'm you're allowed to eat everything um but so I thought the foods I wasn't allowed to eat I would just binge eat them and I'd eat so many of them and I think that was a very very toxic way of being because I kind of took things too far in both of the extremes because I think and you can see like as I transitioned into sixth form my mindset started to shift from and I thought the thing about this the thing that's so toxic about this god i'm really exposing myself and opening myself up but maybe you can see maybe you relate to it maybe you don't maybe it's just interesting and even that's worthwhile because i think a lot of us don't realize these things that people are going through or like people going on with their food habits and I think right now I have a very healthy relationship with food but it's easy to forget the relationship that I did have with it and so throughout the entirety of my secondary school like I'd be there eating nothing basically but then I thought I was being I thought I had improved my views around food I thought I'd like grown I thought I'd evolved them and I was like I am allowed to eat whatever I want but blah 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 which you are Of course you are allowed to eat whatever you want. There is nothing, I'm not, my point isn't about that. I think I started binge eating. Like, I would eat whatever I wanted and a really large quantity of it. Like, a really large quantity of it. And I couldn't stop. Like, I would just eat a lot of it. And I would just sit there and just eat. And I think it was because at that point in my life, I wasn't very happy... When I was 17, 18, I was with my ex and I just wasn't, like, I was not happy. I was really, really unhappy. And I think this is why, anyway, we don't need to go into all that. But anyway, like, I was just, like, that, I kind of took it to another extreme again. And um, I don't know, I just had this, I have this thing where I just take things to extremes. And it's either, like, ultra health like that or ultra, unhealth and like there's nothing wrong with being able to eat what you want and like intuitively eat and stuff like that but my issue with it now comes from the fact that that's not nutritious that's not healthy because then when I went to university I kind of like became this like middleman between the two I kind of was just struggling with everything to manage everything at once and like cope with being away from home and cooking my own dinners but also I was aware that there was good things I should eat and just found it like really overwhelming but my relationship with fitness started to improve and I went from thinking like I never need to work out because I don't like I love my body the way it is which I do there isn't this isn't about the fact that I didn't love my body and I wanted to change. My issue with starting with not doing fitness was that I didn't do it because it, I stopped it because I thought I didn't need to do it because it didn't make me feel good. I kind of, I saw it in a very one-dimensional way of making you look a certain way. I failed to like comprehend the amount of other benefits that fitness has that are not to do with how you look. How you look is now one of the like, the like the smallest reason why I run is how I look. I couldn't give a fuck how I looked. I don't care how I look. I'm not running because of how I look. I'm running because I know it's going to make me feel so much better than the next day. It clears my head. It makes me feel smiley. I just feel good when I do it. And I think this is the thing that has taken me a while to process because I think that was the thing that like at un- at school, I did so much sport, that when I left and I went to university and now all of a sudden I had to motivate myself to do sport, I didn't have the right motivating reasons. My motivating reasons was to look a certain way. And like that, as soon as I started to get a bit down in the dumps, I wouldn't care anymore. I just wouldn't care. And I just stopped doing everything like that. And I think that kind of led to this then very unhealthy thing where I just didn't really move at all. Even though it made me feel good and I knew it made me feel good, I didn't do anything for the first term of school. And then I start going to the gym. Every morning before uni, I would run for 10 minutes. I just ran for 10 minutes on the treadmill. That was all I would do. I wouldn't do anything else. I would just run on the treadmill. That was it. And I start to do that more and more. And I start to then comprehend the other benefits that running and movement can have. Just the stress release side of things and how important it is. And I think this is when I started to kind of be aware of my relationship with food and with fitness and with health. Because all of a sudden I started to realise that I was in control of it. And that I needed to stop letting it consume me. Because this thing with, like, good and bad foods made me crave bad foods. Like, putting a food as bad and saying that I couldn't ever eat it made me crave eating it. And saying that, like, I didn't want to do exercise because I didn't, like, I loved how I looked and I didn't need to change that and, like, self, like, I was thinking that was being, like, self-love. But that wasn't because for me I needed to move to make me feel happy and I just ignored what would be what would have been loving to myself is looking after myself it's all right you don't have to go for to the gym you don't have to become a weightlifter but if you can do some stretches before bed or if you can go for a walk in the sunshine you know if you can walk to the shops things like that it's like And this is where, this is why I wanted to talk about this because it's been something that's been a massive transition recently in the way that I think about my body and health and fitness because it's been a massive transition period for me because I think from the extreme of doing loads of exercise and barely eating to doing no exercise and eating loads to then in university trying to find this middle man of like eating a bit and doing exercise but like not really sure and feeling very uncertain about it. In the past year or so, I have taken like an active interest in my health again and I think when I was at home I found it harder because you're not eating on your own you're not really like thinking about the meals that you're cooking but now I'm in London it's been like a very important thing for me to be very like aware of because I think we forget the implications that the food you have and the body like the way that you look after yourself you forget how much it can implicate your life and you forget the the effect that it can have on your life and I think that's really really it it's it's scary because these things that can affect your life so much are often things that we don't really think about and we don't really think about the benefit that food can have other than the way that it tastes and the way that it makes you feel and the way that it might like a lot of people care like think about how much like calories are in it and the protein in it and blah blah, blah like it's nutritional makeup But they also don't think about how that nutritional makeup does not just impact your body, but impacts your mind, impacts your emotions, impacts how you feel, impacts how you sleep. So many parts of your body are impacted by the things that you ingest and the food that you eat, which is also the things you ingest. I said that wrong. (laughs) By the food that you eat and the exercise that you do. And I think this has been a thing in the most recent transition on my, like, how my mind has changed around fitness and health and the diet culture because I became very aware of the diet culture and how dangerous it was and how toxic it can be but I also realised that uh, if I go too far into that I take it to an extreme where I think I don't I shouldn't do anything and that anything I do is like a bad thing and that I shouldn't do it and I should never move my body and I should never eat vegetables and blah 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 blah, blah. and I realised it didn't make me feel good So now, as I said, I've moved into this next transition period of my kind of journey with it all. And now I'm at the point where I like seeing myself as like, like a little Tamagotchi. Maybe you guys are too young for Tamagotchis. No, you can't be. You're all my age. We all know what Tamagotchis are. Like Tamagotchis are little things that you had to keep alive and you'd have to feed them and water them and like, just make sure that they were okay. And now I start seeing myself like that when I'm thinking about the food that I need to do and the exercise that I need to do and the sleep that I need to have and the way I need to look after myself. I think this is the thing. My most recent transition in my relationship with food and exercise and health has been this transition into thinking about it. Like, I need to look after myself. I need to look after myself. And that means making sure that I eat things that make me feel good. Having salmon and, like whatever, pro like, making sure I eat protein. This is the thing. I don't really eat protein because I mainly just eat a lot of vegetables because, like, I don't really like cooking it. I need to eat more vegetables and pro. No, I need to eat more protein. Making sure I have salmon and prawns and, like, things that make you feel strong. Because I read another... This is interesting because I was reading another um, article about the implications of weight and, like, the implications of food as you get older. And this lady was saying how she... Is a family doctor, and the majority of eighty-year-olds she sees are people who like massively dieted when they were younger. Not people who ate a really nutritious diet and did lots of exercise. It's the people that barely did any exercise, were maybe very, very, very thin, and ate barely anything, and thought they looked amazing. Were so like so uptight about the way that they looked that they didn't actually develop any muscle, and. I think this is the thing, it's starting to realise that your body is a little, your body needs looking after and the investment that you put into your body now will benefit you for decades to come and it won't just decade benefit your body, it benefits your mind, it benefits it makes you feel good and I'm not saying you need to go out and become a gym person or anything like that, that's, that's not where my mind is at at the moment with wellness and fitness and health and everything like that. The place that my mind is in right now in regards to it all is seeing myself as like a little plant, seeing myself as a little thing that I've got to look after. I've really got to put effort in looking after myself and give myself the best possible chance because otherwise I'm going to struggle and that's not fair, you know? I'm already at a disadvantage at the ADHD thing. (laughs) I'm already thinking differently. I need my body to be fully okay and I think this is the thing. I am obviously joking about that. That was a joke. Um... Which is the thing, I need to make sure that I put myself in the best possible position. And I think also I've been recently, as I mentioned before on like a couple of podcasts ago about the microbiome, thinking about like all the different bacteria in my tummy that I need to feed. You're meant to have 30 different types of vegetables a week. Coffee counts as a vegetable, by the way, just just letting you into that little, little treat. Um... But I need to be, like, making sure that all those bacteria are getting fed. I need to be eating a wide variety of food. I need to be doing so many things that I wasn't doing before and I wasn't consciously aware of and I wasn't thinking about. And ever since I've started doing this, I have felt better. I've been sleeping better. I've been having a full night's sleep. I've been... Maybe finding it easier to wake up. I'm just very tired at the moment because I'm doing so many things. But it's like these little things are really important. And it's made me feel a lot more in control of everything that's going on and feel like I'm doing good for myself. It's important to push yourself to make decisions that future you will make you feel good about. And I think one of those decisions can be starting to see yourself like it's really hard to look after yourself, but starting to see yourself as like a little pet that you have to look after. It sounds weird, but being like, I haven't been outside today. I need to go outside and go for a five minute walk, even if you walk up and down your street. I haven't eaten many vegetables today. I'm going to make some salad to go with my dinner or I'm going to have an orange or I'm going to have a slice of toast because I'm hungry. I'm going to put myself to bed early. I think this is the thing about the where I'm at now with my view on like health and fitness and diet culture is that I don't, Nothing is good or bad. If I want anything, I can have anything. There is nothing that I am not allowed to have because I think, as I said, when I create things that I'm not allowed to have, it becomes very toxic because I'm like, oh, sh-, like, I really want it. If I can't have it, I really, really want it. And it makes me crave it more. And it's also just like a weird thing to be like. Like, I do not understand the people who are like 85, like really old. And they're just like... Oh, I'm not going to eat that. I'm going to look after my like. I'm. I don't want it to be like. Put, I don't want to put on weight. I'm not going to eat the ice cream. And I'm like, why not? Life is too short not to eat the ice cream. Life is too short not to enjoy the chocolate cake. Life is too short not to go out for dinner. Life is too short for all of these things. Okay. Everything is bad in excess. Nothing is bad in moderation and in a varied diet. You're not going to be sat eating ice cream for the next 20 years. It's not going to have that much of an impact on you. And this is what I think has been another really good positive thing is me realising that it's not life or death if I have a so-called good or so-called bad food. Because no food is good or bad, it's just different nutritional densities. And that's what's important. That's what's important for me anyway. And that realisation that no food is good or bad, they're just different nutritionally. And everything has a place and you're allowed to eat anything and just to kind of stop stop being so like black and white about it all, like very binary like yes no type thing it's not like that it's whatever I want to eat I can eat and ever since I've developed this mindset of like whatever I want to eat I can eat but like I don't have to if I want to eat it then I can I have become so much healthier in my choices because it's like what do I want to eat what's going to make me feel good what's going to make me feel like happy and these are the things that have been more motivating me recently and I think if you can start to shift your mindset into being from kind of that toxic mindset of extremes that I was in before into one where it's more balanced and realizing that nothing is good or bad and that you can have anything it is so much better it's so much better and I wish I just wish I'd done it sooner but anyway on to the questions of this week's podcast <laughs> So now for the question parts of this po- week's podcast. I've literally just woken up and it is, it's 10, no, it's 9.15am and the podcast has to go out by 11. So, we on to the questions for this week's podcast. So the first one, tips on finding yourself on your own without someone else. I think my biggest tip for finding yourself is to spend time on your own. Like, I think... I think spending time on your own forces you to get to know yourself in a way that is uncomfortable, but in a way that is so beneficial because you're not going to like it. You are not going to like spending time on your own initially. It's going to feel lonely and uncomfortable and you're going to think that everyone else is doing better things and you're just going to think that you're wasting your time. And it has taken me maybe like a year or months and months and months of being very, very, very much on my own, getting to know myself, being comfortable with spending that time on my own, that now when I do spend that time on my own, I actually really enjoy it. Because you get to do whatever you want to do. And you get to do the things you're actually really going to enjoy. And also I have a better understanding of who I am and what I will actually enjoy and what will actually benefit me. And that massively, massively helps. I think this has been the thing that I've started to become so much better at recently is doing things I actually want to do that are going to make me feel better, that are going to make me feel good. But actually are going to make me feel good. Like on Friday, I didn't go out and I knew that, that wasn't going to make me feel good. Whereas old me would have gone out because I'd have got FOMO about not going and everyone going without me and having a better time. And it was just played on my mind over and over and over again. Whereas now, I'm not doing that anymore. If I don't feel like going, if I don't want to go, then I'm not going to go. And I think having all that time on my own initially has meant that I've got to know myself and become better with setting these boundaries and become more comfortable with spending that time. So I think my tips on getting to know yourself without anyone else is enjoy this time alone and don't fill it with things. Don't fill it with activities with other people. Don't try and, like, fill it with so many different things to do. Get to know yourself by spending that time on your own. Take yourself out for coffee and journal. Like, I love writing as a way to get to know myself because I feel like it's like a conversation between you and yourself then. And it's like you get to know more about yourself. So I feel like I really enjoy doing that. But maybe you enjoy, I don't know just going to bed 20 minutes earlier and just lying in bed and just thinking about different things I don't know but it's just like rather than filling your alone time with activities fill it with things that are just gonna prompt you to think about yourself kind of in a weird way does that make sense so start journaling start taking yourself for runs I love doing sport this is really weird but like doing going for running and not like listening to music or anything like that like I love doing that and it really clears my head because I just think about everything that's going on in my life and I find it so beneficial. I think that's how you get to know yourself. You do things that promote conversation with yourself, if that makes sense. Oh, this is not going to be nice because I'm going to have to tap on my phone to unlock it. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Okay. What is the season that you find yourself more energetic, productive and happy? Summer. I hate winter. Winter. I am miserable in winter, I don't want to get out of bed, it's cold, it's freezing, I'm tired all the time, I think, oh, sorry, <laughs> i was a picky one. I think the only thing that I'm like, more positive in, in like, summer, I agree to do so many things, and it can get kind of like, overwhelming trying to fit everything in, whereas like, winter, I'm more, like, alone if that makes sense So i guess it's kind of more productive but summer it just i like i wake up and i want to be outside i wake up and the sun is shining and i want to go for a run right now i wake up and my room feels like antarctica and i'm like i don't want to get out of bed at all at all so definitely definitely summer a hundred percent and then I'm aware that the podcast has been quite long, so we're not going to have many questions today. How come you decided to run a marathon? So I have decided to run a half marathon because I needed, I needed to do something. I needed to set a goal for something. Like I find if I have a goal to do something, I'm way more proactive. At actually, like moving my body. Uh, doing things for myself and running a marathon has always been a thing that I've really wanted to do it was like a big goal that I've been like because I've always really loved running and I've always been quite good at running and I was like you know what? I think I could do it I can run 10k easily so I reckon I could definitely run 20k like I think I can and I just signed up when I was drunk I was just watching it and it was like, I think it was coming into the new year and I was like, I need to do something that's like a sports thing next year, like just for me. And I saw they wanted like my uni wanted half marathon running places and I just signed up for it and it was really really good and now I'm running a half marathon in April and if you would like to sponsor me my link is in my link tree and it is in my I think I'm going to put it in the show notes as well and I would massively appreciate any of your support I'm raising money for the scholarship fund at my university so yeah that's very exciting it's a bit intimidating because I've never ran anywhere like this before but I did my first 10k yesterday I'm doing another 10k now and then next weekend we're on to 13k I've literally made up my whole marathon training plan. I don't have a plan. I'm just doing what I think is logical. So we will we'll see how that goes. You know, it's going to be fine. But anyway, as I said, this week's podcast has been very, very lengthy and I'm aware. So on to the new things that I've done this week. So on to the new things that I've done this week. And the new thing that I've done this week is I haven't drank this weekend. I haven't drank anything. And... I don't know. My relationship with alcohol is changing because I've realized it makes me really anxious and really overwhelmed. And I already feel quite anxious and overwhelmed at the moment. And so I don't, I just think, I just thought I don't really need that right now. And it's about making what I've realized is about like making other things make it feel like you have a nice time. Do you know what I mean? Like doing other things that you associate with having a good time. So like we made a really nice dinner last night and like it was expensive. Like we each spent ten pounds each on ingredients. Like it was expensive. Um but it was just really, really nice, and we had, like, fake... Like, I had, like, fake duck pancakes, and we had, like... um, You know, the, the little moons afterwards, and we had, like, nice drinks, but, like, soft drinks, because the girls were hungover, but I was okay, because I didn't go out on the Friday. And I think it's just about realising what you have on, and I think, for me, anyway, this is a personal thing, because my hangovers are so bad, and I get so anxious and so overwhelmed, and I feel so shit that i have to really weigh up like is it worth it is the day after going to be worth it and like sometimes it is worth it like absolutely it is worth it and that's so fine and it's like there's no right or wrong about it but it's like which one would you rather because right now i knew on the saturday i had such a lovely day yesterday with my nana we um i woke up and I did my first 10k and then I came back and I got changed and I met my nana for lunch and we had like one lunch and then she was like should we get the french toast to share as a dessert and I was like yes so we had that and then we had um then we went to an art gallery then I came home and then I went to the shops and then I came home and we made pancakes and we watched Step Brothers, and it was just a very wholesome lovely day and I think that's been an important like I needed to feel good yesterday, because I have been feeling a bit shitty, so that was been, a, like, a new thing I've done this week, and also, reading on the tube, I've been trying to read more, I'm reading Little Women, and I am loving it, I'm not gonna lie, I feel like it's a proper, like, little escapism, it's so lovely, and I've never read it properly before, I think I read, like, an abridged version when I was younger, so not the proper one, and I'm really, really liking it, so... If you want to read it, then you can join me and we can read it together. I gave up. I was reading this one book and I just hated it. What's it called? It's on my bedside table. I need to send it back if it's the library book. It, it sounded so good. But then half of the story was talking about this one girl's life. And I thought, you know, this is great, this is great, this is great. And then halfway through, it switches. And all of a sudden, you're learning about the painter and the painter's like life, who, like, of the picture that she loved. But the painting was set in 1460 it was like the medieval times honestly not for me apparently it's brilliant and everyone I know loves it the book not everyone I know the reviews are really good of it but you know it's just not for me it's really not for me also I've been continuing to stay at uni for my work and I would recommend I feel like it's really good and it like just like breaks everything up it's going to be a bit overwhelming when I have to start doing um work at the same time but I think it'll be good like I am ready for it and I'm ready to have the money as well which will be really really nice but anyway I hope you've had a lovely week I hope you do something that you enjoyed this weekend and I hope that you just, you make this week a good week, I've been thinking a lot about like the lucky girl syndrome recently and I've been trying to like do more and more about it and like think about it and stuff and like the new thing I'm going to do this week for kind of implementing it is apparently you're meant to set your alarm ten minutes earlier than you need to wake up and for those ten minutes you just lie there and you think about how lucky you are because your brain's in like theta waves, I don't know, we're trying it, I need all the help I can get right now so maybe you can try it too and we can see what happens but yeah, I hope you have a lovely week I hope you do something that makes you smile and And buy yourself a coffee treat yourself to something lovely you deserve it okay enjoy your weekend and I'll speak to you soon thank you for listening and if possible please could you leave a little like rate or review on the Apple podcast or Spotify it massively helps more people find me also sorry I forgot there's all these little things I need to say and the subscription thing that really helps more people find me like massively massively and with my stats it means that there's more people of you there that I can see and it means that I can do more exciting things with the podcast so it it really does help make sure you follow me on instagram and on tiktok at you've got mail underscore pod and please send me a message about what you thought about this episode i love chatting to you all about it okay enjoy your weekend enjoy the rest of your day and i'll speak to you soon i love you bye